Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, my Mm. favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join 
the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. It's the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. This is the game of roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case, and this is the first episode of Pace Case Spring Break, and I am honored to be joined by the one and only Dark Seeker, Grace Ann Parks, for this first episode. Thank you so much for having me. Pace Case Spring Break is actually my favorite season. Uh, A lot of people don't know that, but (laughs) it is my favorite, and I am very excited to be here. Thank you for joining me for this first episode. We are going to do a format which you may have heard before for questions with clues, which was a, I mean, I learned stuff about clues in that episode. It was fascinating. I did as well. And I'm the questions that I picked for you today, I feel like we're going to learn even more about you. I can't wait. So where are these questions from? So on Sunday, I put a call out. I said, listen, guys. I need the pit to provide some of your juiciest, most dramatic, hilarious questions. Your most, what do you are? You're just dying to know about Pace Case, and they they provided. And now I have a list of questions, the likes of which you've never heard or seen before. And hopefully, you're gonna perfect. Enjoy it. <laughs> I I am going to enjoy it. We uh, we wish clues well. He had he's taking a quote-unquote two-week vacation, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he actually, like, he liked replacing his vocal cords, and now he's going for the full-throat replacement. <laughs> the BBL of podcasting, some might say. To be <laughs> a new, improved clues <laughs> for the Windeckia season. His throat is going to look so good, dude. Like, I'm yeah. pumped. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're both throat throat gals. <laughs> the BBL of podcasting. <laughs> Everybody go send clues well wishes um for his throat replacement surgery. That's a very intense surgery, replacing a, a whole throat, skin and all. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. So send him some love, okay? Yeah, but his dedication to the pit knows no bounds. So <laughs> he'll be back in two short weeks. We will be doing a breakdown, a two-part miniseries breakdown of the players of the Windeckia season. So get excited for that. But before that, Pace Gay Spring Break. Let's let's go. Let's. Have you seen that I've been responding to like Clayton's tweets with his "Let's Go" video? <laughs> from- I did notice that there has been a lot of use of the "Let's Go" video, and I'm all about it. <laughs> it has. It is in my like starred folder so that I can get to it as fast as possible along with some other like oh, memes that like I have on hand. So it's a very important video to me and I I can't wait to share it in all contexts, no matter what, you know, just add it everywhere. Yeah. Dating apps, whatever. To your Postmates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add it to my Hinge profile. <laughs> add it to your Hinge profile. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to do that now. 
All right. Well, first of all, if you haven't already, June is the month of uh, the Gore anniversary, as we call it. And if you want that sweet, sweet 4TRR shirt or the new limited edition cream-colored 4TRR shirt or just the Gore shirt, go over to GameOfRoses.co and pick yourself up one of those babies. Yes, Grace and delivering the business. Cream yourself, Pitt. Thank you. With a new cream <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> See, this is the problem with podcasting with you. I just giggle. I just am like a little giggle machine over here. So I gotta... I love it. It's You're just a funny gal. Love to get those laughs. Pace case spring break is gonna be... Pace case gone wild. Oh my gosh, just wait for what she has coming, guys. Like, you think this is wild what we're doing? (laughs) Just wait. (laughs) You think this is wild? Wait till you see the next few episodes. (laughs) I've already recorded the one that's going to be on Friday, and it's fantastic. I'm so excited. It is Pace Case in the Document Part 2. We recorded Pace Case in the Document Part 1 so long ago. People thought Part 2 never coming. You were wrong. You're idiots. It's coming. (laughs) That's the best thing about Gore is that you never know what's going to come back. You may be like, oh, they did this like eight years ago. Psych. They just brought it back. Part 2, baby. Let's go. That's what Pace Case Spring Break is all about. Surprises and delights. And yeah, Avatar taught me sequels can come at any time. It doesn't matter if everyone has forgotten the original. Exactly. It's like Paul Blart Mall Cop, too. You know, when that came, it just changed the world, really. Oh, I need to watch it. Don't. It, it's <laughs> it's anytime I, I'm on a date with a guy and he asks me what my favorite movie is and I'm just not feeling it. I will like genuinely say Paul Blart Mall Cop, too. That's like my go to answer. And he's like. Oh, okay. He'll say some like snobby French movie or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, I haven't seen that. I, my favorite is Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. You're trolling them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, troll dates. I troll Clayton. I troll the pit. I troll my dates. Troll everybody equally. You know, even if a date is not going well, it's what I always thought when I was dating was just, it's always, you know, you're practicing, that's good. You're practicing for, like, someone who's going to be more on the vibe. And stories, great stories. And I can honestly say this, that I have met, I would say, two of, like, my really good friends. It started from a dating app. We went on a date. It didn't work. But, like, we just had such a good, like, vibe and connection that I actually went to the wedding of one of those guys that I'm very good friends with last uh, summer, whenever I came to LA, that was somebody that I met on a dating app. Whoa. I know. Beautiful. So you never, that's why I, I like your encouragement of like, go on the dating apps because they, they get a lot of like flack. And I think there are, yes, there are bad like instances, but also you can get mm-hmm. a good story and maybe even a good friend out of it. I don't know about you, but the times that I get hit on that are not in dating apps, are often scary. Yes. <laughs> it's someone accosting me in a Ralph's parking lot. Oh, no. That's very specific. 
it out. I'm worried what happens. Kevin, if you're out there, you were scary. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't get his name. <laughs> it's like that, uh, before we get into the questions, have you ever seen that Good Morning Julia video by any chance? No. So it's a video that went viral like a couple years ago. And basically it's this like man in his like late 40s. He's holding up his phone in selfie mode and you're just watching this video. You have no context. And he's like, good morning, Julia. It's me, Joe. I hope this doesn't scare you. But I saw you at the gym last night. And listen, I heard you talking to your friend about getting back with your ex. Don't do it. I've been there. I know. And so he's like going on this like weird, like. You sound like grocery store. He he actually does sound a lot. The Good Morning Julia guy sounds a lot like Grocery Store Joe, actually. Maybe it is him and another. <laughs> Serena, it's, I hope this video doesn't scare you. Um, but this girl, he got her phone number from the gym sign-in sheet. He saw her at the gym, never made contact with her. Uh. The next day, sends her this creepy video where he's like, I'll love you more than you've ever been loved before. Uh, I've built the, everything in this house from crown molding to the the ceiling fans. <laughs> and it's just like, I wish I could see the girl's face when she first got that, like, huh? So, yeah, this unsolicited hitting on. But, yeah, recommend the apps. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's a lot more, uh, you know context and people who are looking to actively date and consent consent consent's huge it's it's a big yeah it's a big one <laughs> and speaking of uh consent let's start with the first question what was the juiciest okay. takeaway or tid from gore girl summer in your opinion Ooh, love this I know. I like I made it the first one because I, I was impressed. Oh my gosh. That hmm. Loved for Elise. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that was an excellent strategy. I'm trying to think. I would say Chelsea Vaughn probably brought it the most with the with the tea. The tea aspects. She really and she was like there was so much more, like you guys said, when we stopped recording, you're like, we could talk to you for hours. It's true. She's just like, seems so fun to just talk to. Yeah. It might be just that I'm a fan of hers. Yeah. But <laughs> I think she was, she was very, very honest and open. Yeah. Um, but I mean, all of the, every single interview that we did had, Things that shocked me, surprised me. I was impressed with everyone that we talked to. Um, yeah, like it couldn't have gone better. I I don't know. I'm so grateful to everyone that we got to chat with. Even the ones who were more maybe closed up, nervous or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there were some, you know, and, and I saw some people being like, there were some people who didn't, you know, spill all the tea. And it's like, guys... If everybody spilled all the tea, like, you know, it wouldn't be that fun. You got to dig. You got to dig for it. Oh, yeah. It's like how food tastes better when you make it with your hands, I've heard. <laughs> or if it's at a restaurant and it tastes 
it's like restaurant, you know? Mm, that is nice. <laughs> It's like restaurant. It's like, what are you wearing, <laughs> Julia, to the gym? Oh, no. Julia, you seen my crown molding? It's like restaurant. I'll love you more than any any guys ever loved you before. Don't get back with Jacks, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get back with Jacks. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. I'm going to, on the Instagram post for this episode, when you swipe, I'll put that Good Morning Julia video without any context. That's going to be a little fun. Um, Next question. What would be your top three burning questions if slash when you interview the GOAT, Caitlin Bristow? I want to know the... Backstory to Nick Vial coming on her season. They were like FaceTiming, yes. right? I would probably ask her about that. And I would also ask, like, did you know that you were making history with like having the first um <laughs> having the first consummation pre-fantasy suites? I would be very interested in like hearing her take on that. Like, is she looking back at her season where she was pitted against Britton Nielsen differently, especially now that we're seeing Windekia theoretically going in a different way? I don't think I don't think they're kicking off Rachel or Gabby on night one. <laughs> that would be <laughs> they're still doing the press tour together, being all we're best friends. And then it turns out one of them just gets kicked off the first night. That would be yeah. an interesting <laughs> twist. I don't think that happens. We've seen photos of them on a cruise, but uh, yeah, I'm curious about if that makes her view her experience differently. This, I mean, this is a really good question, and I would do a lot of prep for this interview more than I'm doing right now. If you're listening, Caitlin, it will be the best interview ever. Yeah, uh, if you're listening, Caitlin, <clears throat> actually, did you know? A lot of the pit does not actually none of the pit knows this. Uh remember when Caitlin uh Caitlin's season was spoiled because of the Snapchat she and John took? Yes. She posted a Snapchat picture of her and John Booth, her ring winner, before the finale aired. And I just happened to be on Snapchat that day, saw it, was like, huh? Cause like it was in the middle of the season took a screenshot, posted on my Twitter. I tweeted Reality Steve because I was like, I thought you said she ended up alone or something like that. But if you search up Grace Ann Parks and Caitlin Bristow, there are a lot of articles that come up that reference my tweet. And so it's so crazy that like I... Wow. So you spoiled the season, really. <laughs> Your investigative journalism. Yeah. Quick I thumbs. Uh, very quick thumbs. That's That was my name in uh, college. Quick thumbs. <laughs> Ooh, put that on the Hinge profile. <laughs> that and the Clayton and Clayton video and the Good Morning Julia video. I'll have two videos now. Okay. The Good Place has a lot of Bachelor jokes. Did you pitch any of them? And there's a second part to this question. And what was your favorite Good Place joke that you wrote? So I worked at, for context, I worked at the Good Place all four seasons I was the writer's assistant the first three seasons and then the script coordinator the final season. And I wrote my first solo episode of TV 
in the final season. If any of you are Good Place fans, episode 406, solo written by Lizzie Pace. And everyone knew that I was recapping The Bachelor first on the blog and then on the podcast as as a hobby. But they knew that I was like obsessed with it. So they would all talk to me about it all the time. So I definitely contributed to the tonnage of Bachelor jokes that were in that show. You know, I, I like to think people just looked at me and they were like, Bachelor Nation. This yeah. Be a joke. I don't know. Oh, I did do a reality TV joke in my episode. Um, <laughs> it's Brandon Scott Jones is talking about... I think he's talking with Chidi and they're, I don't know, talking about philosophers. And he's like, Brandon is like, oh, well, my favorite philosopher, Bethany Frankel, said, <laughs> that's good. What was, uh, mention it all and then one other thing. And he like, he quotes her in it. And then she tweeted out. A clip or gif of that what? line and was like, I'm not worthy. And I was like, oh, my God, Bethany Frankel saw my joke. This is amazing. And by the way, the cut line from it was like, well, my favorite Kant, Bethany Frankel. And then it became philosopher. I didn't get the Kant <laughs> joke. <laughs> that is Okay, that's like, but how has that never come up? That is, so, first of all, but I don't even know what season she was on or what housewife show but i know of her i've not like she was real housewives of new york okay so is she still on it no i she well she left and came back and now i they're doing some big um shakeup where they're splitting it into two shows where one is like ogs and one is not i think she might be on the ogs i'm not sure but i think she's an amazing reality tv character and that was a such a like crazy moment for me to see that happen. That's so cool. I like I did not know that. That is interesting. Oh, but my favorite joke, that's one of my favorites because it just like it you, I mean Bethany Frankel tweeted about it, but my first joke actually was in season 1. It was a set joke and it was you know, we needed a bunch of signs for the like heaven area and my pitch made it and was an actual sign, Luncheons and Dragons. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so I'm like proudest of that one because they, they made it into a prop. <laughs> that's, yeah, that is like impressive. But yeah, most, I would say most of my contributions are in that episode 406. But, you know, luckily I was able to pitch jokes throughout the out the series. It was a great, great show to work on. So the two Bachelor jokes, while they weren't, like, directly from you, they still, you've, like, it was... I think I inspired them. I was yes. amused. I think yeah. you... I was just Shafti's muse and uncut jams. <laughs> I'm just I like, was the good place writers for Bachelor <laughs> Muse. I, I don't even, I, I know I'm bad, but I haven't watched The Good Place yet. I don't know where to watch oh it. Oh, my God. Peacock? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was on Netflix. Hmm, maybe I'll look it up. That might be a good information. Yeah, to have, just in case. Yeah, get me those streams. Because, yeah, like, 
And now everybody's gonna gonna, gonna wanna watch uh, episode 406. I can answer the next question. Do you and Dark Seeker know who Clues has coached? Yes. And that's the extent yeah. of, yes. I, I believe we're the only people along with Clues and the players. Next question. Ooh, I want to know this. What is your highest combat power Pokemon? Oh. Sometimes Pace Case will post like on the weekends that she'll get like a freaking like I'm trying to you get the shiny ones that are rare and they have like all the the levels of power the CP the HP I'm just like how the heck all you have to do is play Pokemon Go every day. I do, but I, I do, and I do not get as good finds as you. You are like a master uh, a pokey catcher. I'm just saying. Do you, you know you do a lot of raids with your friends? I'm in a That's Pokemon true. Go Discord group, and we do raids <laughs> together. And they are a lot of my group are on higher levels than me, even, and I'm on level 42. So. It used to be you could only go to level 40. All right. My highest CP Pokemon is a slacking. Really? That has 45, 25 CP. Is it shiny? No. I think it was just like my first one that I like powered up a lot and I just kept doing it. Hell yeah. Love Pogo. Me too. I It's like, it is fun and it gets me outside. It gets me walking whenever I don't yeah. want to be outside, but I'm like, okay, fine. And then I feel better, you know? It makes your uh, mental health walks even better for your mental health when you catch cute pokies. And rare ones, shiny ones. During the pandemic, I used to just like smoke weed and listen to a podcast or an audiobook and walk around the park near my house in circles catching pokies. You must have hatched a lot of eggs. Oh, yeah. Egg queen. Call me Gaston. <laughs> Can you please go by Egg Queen from now on? Just just no conduct. <laughs> hey, got, nice to meet you. My name is Egg Queen. Oh, hi. Egg, like, eat. I feel like I can't go by Egg Queen. I only like scrambled eggs. I don't like any other kinds. Well, we don't have to tell people that other part. We can, you, if know, you. But if you say Egg Queen, I feel like you have to, like, love eggs. Well, I, I think. Honestly, you can still like eggs and only like them scrambled. I think that people who are mm -hmm. like, I like eggs in all shapes and sizes. It's like, okay, we get it. You're an egg, you know, you're an egg fanatic. But like, okay, you're... we get it. Your parents did did that. <laughs> we get it. You had hard boiled eggs as a kid. Okay, stop you bragging. Hard boiled eggs. Parents. Oh, over easy eggs. We get it. Your mom was an over easy egg. Okay. <laughs> Okay, next question. What was your first impression of Bachelor Clues when you first met him? Ooh, so I first met him in the writer's room for the show he created called Bad Judge, which was a one season NBC show. And because he had created the show, I did my research and I read... I think I read The Average American Male. I read one of his books. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I was just expecting some sort of, like, fratty, like, asshole. Just based on, like, the main character in that book. 
And then I met Clues and I was like, oh my God, he's like the sweetest man ever. He's an eccentric man who loves squirrels and <laughs> baths. <laughs> he is a bath king. <laughs> Did you just say the bath king? He's a bath king. Yeah. Bath king, egg queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was very surprised by my first, like, I don't remember like the day, but I remember like thinking like, oh, he's very different from what I had assumed based on this fictional book. That I think a lot of people would, uh, if they met him and they actually interacted with him, they'd be, they would think the same. I think a lot of people have assumptions mm-hmm. and it's like, he's actually just really nice and really sweet and yeah. But he is, again, as he would call himself, an E-Lord, an Edgelord. And, uh, but other than that, he's, uh, he's a nice, he's a nice Lord. He's my, uh, he's, he's very kind to people and creatures. Super Um, kind, yeah. But he does like, he does like the Edge sometimes. Which, yeah, he does. Speaking of the Edge, fuck, marry, kill these three couples. Nick and Natalie, Joe and Serena, or Ari and Lauren. Oh, my God. (laughs) Fuck Nick and Natalie. Interesting. Marry Ari and Lauren. What? Kill (laughs) (laughs) Joe and Serena. Uh, I wouldn't want to kill anyone. I know. Yeah, I just think Ari and Lauren, I would think my marriage to them would be more like an adoption and I would be filling an Alessi role, and I feel like Alessi has the dream life. She does. So, and, you know, they live in a warm climate, <laughs> have a nice house, just the best birthday parties. I was surprised. I thought you would have killed Ari and Lauren and married Joe and Serena, but that, I mean, yeah, Alessi, hmm. if they adopted you, that would be a very nice life. Yeah, I guess... I'm like skewing it because as their third spouse, they probably wouldn't treat me like Alessi. But in my mind, it would be an adoption marriage. (laughs) (laughs) An adoption marriage, a legally binding adoption marriage. Yes. Yeah. Like I want a birthday party where there's all the balloons in my favorite color. There's goat yoga, all the things. Have you ever done goat yoga, by the way? I want residuals on their YouTube uh, subscribers. Uh, have I ever done goat yoga? No, but I do know someone who works for a goat yoga company, so I might try it out. It's very fun. Just make sure you go to one that doesn't have the, like, I went to one where they had full-size goats. I'm talking like massive goats that would jump on your back. Oh, Jesus. One lady was so thin and tiny that when the code jumped on her back, she just collapsed onto the ground. (laughs) She was okay. And she laughed, but I was just like, I don't know if we should be doing this with full sets. That seems like the opposite of yoga vibes. (laughs) Get ready to get attacked at any second. (laughs) I mean, that's, yeah. So the, the, I would say baby goats, try baby goat yoga, not full, huge goat. Maybe I need like puppy yoga. That would be amazing. Or possum yoga. (laughs) And she stopped shaking her head. Don't 
You've already punished me enough. I get possum videos sent to me from people all the time. Like, you ruined my life. <laughs> I think people want you to know. I I think they just want you to know that, like, a possum would never harm you. Okay? I know. Liz, it's like- already harmed me. <laughs> Psychologically. Listen, you can't not tell me Stealing that. Feeling the- my soul with their demon eyes. Lizzie, take it what? back. <laughs> no. <laughs> Give me my soul back then. <laughs> possum. I mean, she'll warm up, guys. Just give her time. Would you would you ever do no promises? <laughs> would you ever do your GSJ impression in front of grocery store himself? <laughs> sure, he'd be like, "Wow, what is this flawless my fair lady impression?" <laughs> the rain and Spain flows mainly on the plain. Depends on who you wind up being. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you guys can't tell me. Lizzie's just J impression is eons better than Clues's. Okay, what she just did there, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just. Out of this world, beautiful. Okay, just want to get. I feel like his impression is so good. Like he's actually good at impressions. They sound similar to the person. But who brings more fun to it? (laughs) Yeah, more more of a wild card impressions. I don't know what's going to come out of here. (laughs) Maybe I need a throat replacement. Uh, that's what, uh, whenever Bachelor Clues has his winter season, that'll probably be his season, um, you can go get your throat replaced. (laughs) Next question. What is your favorite non-Bachelor related podcast? If you even have a favorite non-Bachelor related podcast. Ooh. Probably... Pod Save America, I would say, is probably my most consistent podcast. That and don't forget about your fave, Joe Rogan. I've actually never listened to that show. I love um also Meditation Minis podcast with Shell Hamilton. This is a she has a very soothing voice to me. Ooh. Are they like um I'm guessing like shorter episodes where she just does like a Daily or weekly meditation. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, there's all sorts. She does all sorts of ones. She's got like a hypnotist voice, I feel like. It's very soothing. I also like Happier with Gretchen Rubin. I started listening to this show. It's this woman who studies happiness and it's her and her sister hosting. Her sister's a, a TV writer. And they just talk about like different strategies for making for improving your life. I love like self-help like books and podcasts. And me stuff. too. Learning how to have better habits. Yeah. When people ask me my favorite books, I'm always like, I want to say one of like the most recent like self-help books I've read because I feel like they do make like, like what? a I mean, I just finished um Atomic Habits. Oh, I love that one. That's that's one of the top. And it was just like <sighs> It makes so much sense. And it's like, if you can really, like, really dedicate yourself to doing something for 21 days straight, like, you can do it. Like, you, you can do it. You can make it second nature. And just, I I felt really uplifted. I like that book. That book is, it just, it's so good. It just gives you all of these strategies. And, like, I listen, I use the Overdrive app, um, which is 
connected to my library account and you can just request audiobooks and usually you have to wait a little bit but it's so nice and I've listened to that one I think a couple times because it just has so many good tips for building new habits and like reducing like decision fatigue basically of like the amount of energy it takes to make a decision yeah it's very great I highly recommend it same and it's like yeah that's probably like up there that and uh just Kids by Patty Smith, but that's not a self-help book. That's What's uh, that? It's how do I describe Just Kids? It is like a memoir kind of of Patty Smith. Um but what I love about it is it puts in like it's so clear how she writes about New York in the 60s and just how utterly different it was and she lived at the Chelsea Hotel with, like, Andy Warhol, Edie Sedgwick, all of these, like, iconic cultural icons in that time. And I don't know, just the way she describes her time in New York and just the little details, it's like, I've read that book over and over again because it's just so beautifully written. That's that's my one that I hmm. say if people ask me for my favorite book. I'm like, that one. And then all the self-help ones. yeah. You know what self-help book I just read? What? Fair Play. Have you heard of this? No. What's that one about? I'm moving in with my partner. Let's go. <laughs> Clayton just comes on screen and yes. does That's exciting. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. This book is about, it's mostly targeted at like heterosexual women in marriages with children but it's the first half kind of breaks down what the like hidden domestic load is that women mostly carry in partnerships and like she essentially like lost it with her husband after him like saying why didn't you bring home blueberries one day and then she started listing all of the tasks and emotional labor domestic labor that she was doing that like he wasn't aware of And then she spread it out and started doing this survey with her friends and couples around the country and basically came up with this system that is how to divide the domestic load between partners in like a fair way. It's really interesting. And I might do a little social experiment on my partner when we move in together if if he's on board. Because I'm like, I love like setting this up at the beginning because it essentially the load gets a lot worse with kids and becomes even more the she fault parent idea. That's I don't even have a partner, but that I actually that sounds super interesting because I think a lot of people forget that like most divorces or breakups are actually like it'll be over a small thing like blueberries, but it's not really about that small thing. It's all of the things that just like get piled on that you don't say anything about and you're not communicating. And yeah, I think you, the first day that you move in, you should just uh, bring in a bunch of blueberries and just see how that goes. (laughs) Egg queen here. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. I'm now blueberry princess. I'm changing titles. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I like... I, I highly recommend reading it. And there's also like a card game with it. A card like, game? 
divide you'd like divide the cards there's like cards for every of the main like tenants that she came up with and it's essentially to like reduce like nagging and resentment and whatever so like both partners are really aware of what all of the labor that needs to be done that you value have you ever played the we're not really strangers card game or have you heard of that no Oh, it's what is that? it's like basically I think the point is to do it with strangers. Um, but it's like this card game, and you go like one by one, and man, it asks some of like the most interesting, like really good getting to know you questions. And like they have videos mm. of strangers doing it with each other, and like by the end of it, you're just in tears because like these two strangers are just totally connecting, and they're sharing about all of these things and it's like oh my gosh just because of these questions so I would recommend that too I made my partner do the 36 questions to fall in love did it work I mean I think it's better for people who aren't in love like strangers probably like people who are like newer because it because we pretty much knew most of the stuff but it was interesting there were some like that were really good like what is your perfect day and we like talked about it and we're like we should create these. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. <laughs> that's so this wholesome. Is the wholesome pod. This is the wholesome. <laughs> What's the opposite of an edgelord? A center queen. <laughs> he would be like, well, I would have asked him, what would your worst day be? And then we each <laughs> recreate each other's worst days together. <laughs> there were some of those questions in that thing of like, who would you be most affected by their death and stuff, which was like, dark. oh, that's th- yeah. what a way to like lower the mood. Isn't that from the New York Times? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, not you. Yeah, the, it's from I, the New York Times. I'm just imagining it's like, you know, start. what's your favorite candy or like a da, 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 and then it, <laughs> the next question, whose uh, death would really mess with you? And you're just like, uh, yeah, <laughs> OK. <laughs> I'm like everyone. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, I cannot even handle the concept of death. <laughs> it's yeah. No, you did not bring the mood down. The New York Times brought the mood down. Anyway, what's the next question? <laughs> <laughs> Who was death would impact you the most? <laughs> In Bachelor Nation. Clues. Mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring, I'm ready to get out there, I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in Onyx, that's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they're both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows 
Again, that's Skims. Clues. It is springtime. It is the off season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like clues who only wears one outfit. I'm quince head to toe at this point. I'm a quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing quince t-shirts, quince pants, quince long sleeve t-shirts, quince pants, quince sweaters, quince pants. I'm quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced, King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues. Uh, We all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Your nightmare Bachelor Nation blunt rotation. My nightmare Bachelor Nation blunt rotation. Chad answered this actually. At first, I I pushed back. I was like, what? And I, I do you remember his answer? I feel like I answered this for my dream one. And I said, sweet nums. <laughs> and I don't even know who else I said. She just needs to be there. <laughs> oh, Deanie Babies. Deanie Babies and Sweet Nums. Yes. So nightmare. my nightmare one, I guess, is like, I don't know, anyone who's sober? Claire? Is she, is she sober? boom. <laughs> what? Crystals? <laughs> what if he... I don't want you to get murdered, though. <laughs> that, this is... This is the worst possible blunt rotation. I would oh, say. that's Crystals, true. Well, boom. Oh no, Luke Parker. No, I'm taking Claire out. I think Claire would be fun. 
Kelsey Poe. No, I think that would be interesting. This, <laughs> you're trying to come up with a worst case scenario. I don't know. <laughs> I would, I would love a blunt rotation with any of these people. That's true. I thought That's clues a hard is question. It was, but clues immediately listed a bunch of people that he did like that were very like straight laced and like he said DLH and I was like what. And no, that was his dream blunt rotation. Never mind. This is, yeah, this is a harder question. Your nightmare. That would be, I guess, the producers. I feel like that's like being like, who do you not like or something? I don't know. But I don't dislike anyone in Bachelor Nation. I mean, oh, that's not true. There's a couple I dislike. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The ones who were at January 6th. Yes, correct. (laughs) Just you and both Garrett's just like doing a blunt. If you met aliens, how would you break it to clues? Like, if you met them before he did? I would take a picture with the aliens. Okay. And then I would put it on a a face cake from the grocery store. <laughs> and then I would bring it over to clues. It would be a vegan cake. Okay, I would bring good. it over to clues. And I would say, clues, here is your Windekia season present. <laughs> I met. And I open the box, and it's us. And I say, this is a real picture. You're welcome. <laughs> but you wouldn't mention aliens. You would just hand it to them and be like, like... As you can see, I met the aliens. I gave them your handle on Instagram. They'll be reaching out shortly. <laughs> <laughs> they love your memes. They, they're they big fans. But they visited me first. Yeah. <laughs> Would you ever make a documentary about The Bachelor? Yes. I feel like we are already living one. <laughs> that is true. My friend Catherine told me that she wanted to make a documentary about Chad and I and our Bachelor obsession, but we haven't made it yet. She was there at the beginning, too. Yeah, she she filmed a lot of our our demonic rituals. <laughs> I remember those very well. I I would tune in. Uh, I had just moved to New York Sweet. and I was very lonely. Supportive friend. <laughs> she, you were very lonely, but you had our demonic rituals to keep you company. Yeah, like I would put it in my planner. Like I would tell Nikki, I'd be like, sorry, I have a deadline today. Like I got to go home by this time. And it wasn't just to watch The Bachelorette. It was, I had to make sure I got the pre-show in with you guys. For anyone who is missing the context, Clues and I used to dress up in robes and do a ritual before (laughs) each episode of The Bachelor on Instagram Live, and we would praise each player for their suffering as they were kicked off. And there would be some music in sometimes. Blow out candles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clues found, like, really creepy music, and, like, he made this YouTube background video of DLH's, like, eyes lasering around the screen. <laughs> it was wild. I liked how sometimes you would giggle, like it, like, but you would still be trying to really like keep it straight faced. But sometimes you would yeah. giggle, and I loved that. It was so cute. I'm not good at not smiling or laughing. It's what makes me not a good actor. <laughs> it's and especially when you're not supposed to smile or laugh, it makes it even harder. What was your dream job as a kid? I wanted to be a paleontologist. What? And study dinosaur bones at some point. That's cool. (laughs) But I don't think it's as interesting as it actually sounds. 
you don't get to meet dinosaurs. And also, I feel like there's a lot of paperwork probably. And it's not like just day one, you get to go out into the archaeological dig and start dusting off, you know, you got to get permission and be careful. Yeah, they found a lot of this stuff already. Well, you could be the one that finds even more stuff. Maybe they just haven't looked in certain places that you would look. Yeah, like the deepest. I just watched a TikTok on a guy going to the deepest part of the Atlantic Ocean. I saw it. Was that the Science Channel or what? Like, that was yeah. so cool. It's and cool. like the, how they all got excited in the control room. They're like, yeah, yeah. He d-. that was so cute. Like, ugh. Yeah, that was cool. Maybe there's fossils under there. Oh, there's got to be. Like, yeah. Okay, next question. What experimental strategies would you try if you were a player on Windakia? I absolutely, I mean, I would have to be a free spirit player. I think it would be hard for me to pull off like a a princess or a, <laughs> I think I would lean into the free spirit strategy. I would do way more volunteer nudity plays than we've ever seen. Like Lucy wow. Aragon like kind of did it, but she didn't make it very far. I would be like, Voluntary nudity plays, but also a strong first audience game. Love this. And I would do, I always think of my dream limo exit, which would be the first time anyone's done every single type of combination, which is there's eight types. I would do a seven type because you can't combine with a blandy, but I would do a grandy, standy, aloha, it takes two. Grandy, tot, sidecar. What would it be? So I came up with one that was hot dog themed recently. Okay. Dressed as a hot dog in a hot dog car. Ooh. Say something in a different language. Have a little like sidecar where there's, I don't know, a child or a dog dressed as a- A dachshund. Hot dog or something or a hamburger. A dachshund. Yeah, creatures can be sidecars, I think. We've sort of, we've blurred the line on that one a little bit in our stats, but creatures are technically sidecars. Because <laughs> a lot of people were like, what would her like limo exit be? And I know like it would have involved a tot, but I, I yeah, like this. Obviously uh, tot. I would be totting all season, actually. I would be tot lifestyle. I think that's actually a great option for me constant switching of costumes you know I would I think that would be one of the worst parts of going on the show would be having to wear like sequins and heels oh absolutely and just all the like upkeep and but you would have to fit a lot of costumes and one for all different uh what is it seasons um into one I would I would ask like I would probably consult with like drag queens who are able to do those quick changes that are all in one outfit. That's I've never executed one, but I bet I could. Oh, absolutely. No question about it. I have full faith that you could do that. Just consult you. with your local drag queen and figure it out. You're you're good to go. Who what two people in Bachelor Nation would you choose to hypothetically rob a bank with? <laughs> The Garrets. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they could actually get away with it? I 
just think they're the best with guns. I don't know. I mean, I... Uh, yeah. A dark answer. No. Uh, who? Caitlin Bristow and Tisha Adams. Give me the ultimate girl gang. Let's go. We'll make a documentary out of it. Let's go. <laughs> no one would suspect them. Exactly. And I was going to say Clayton, but I feel like he, since he's such a big man, he would be too noticeable. It probably would, you know, wouldn't work. Yeah. The mask isn't going to cover all of that. It's not going to cover all of that. I, if you you guys listening, obviously, Pace Case did a huge uh, hand gesture. I didn't realize Clayton was... Well, he's he's got like an Incredibles body. He's like... Oh, I know. Jacked. He's super jacked. And uh, I've been doing his little live workouts every Saturday, but they're done now. So thanks a lot, Clayton. Oh, really? Yeah. You do look jacked. Thank you. I, you know, I've been pumping iron with Clayton, so... Yeah, you gotta get your pace case spring break bod. That's exactly Jack again. Just hell. <laughs> <laughs> What's working with Mike Sure like a literal legend? I don't know who that is. Did you work with him? So yeah, he was my boss on the Good Place. He is so funny, so smart, very into philosophy, which was like a a kind of element that we brought into the good place a lot. Um, That's interesting. He's just so good at what he does. And he also, I think on TV shows, you really have this top down mentality where who the showrunner is sets the tone for the whole show and how everyone treats each other. And at least on that show, like Mike set this tone of like everyone being super kind and just like goofballs. And, like, I would say that was the my favorite part of working on that show was just getting to work with, like, half of the staff was from Parks and Rec. Just working with, like, what? the funniest, kindest, smartest people I've ever met. Like, that's so for you, Grayson, obviously. Oh, thank, thank you. But I, I'm no Parks and Rec former employee. That is really, I did not know that. That's cool. Parks and Rec is, like, oh yeah, I think. I love it more than The Office, I think, yeah. All of the writers also, like, a lot of them are very high level and have gone on to create their own shows. Like, Jen Statsky created Hacks, which is now picked up for season three. She was on Good Place. Megan Amram has a show coming out. I Megan Amram <laughs> remains one of my... She's one of the only things that me and my... Um, father ever bonded over was laughing at Megan Amram tweets. That was one of the only things that... Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so, so funny. She's... Oh, man, she's hilarious. And she has that same profile she's like picture. She's, one of the funniest people I've ever met. Like, she's an actual comedic genius. 1,000% agree. Um, and she's working on this show that is, um, like, a Pitch Perfect spinoff show. Oh, but yeah, Jen and Megan were two of the writers I like really looked up to on that show. Joe Mandy. Oh yeah, keep drop. I don't know any of these names except for Megan. Should I just name all the yeah. staff. <laughs> just all of them and your favorite quality. If I name more, then it's more insulting to the people I don't name. But that's true. Just a really, really nice work environment. Like, kind of spoiled me for like working on other shows because a lot of comedy rooms are notoriously bad with hours and there's certain showrunners who are really intense and crazy and like we never 
we only stayed for dinner a few times, which is pretty rare for a half hour show. For that's interesting though that a comedy it's like the norm to have comedy writers rooms be like intense like that. Wouldn't you want the opposite to create like truly funny? You don't need like that show proved to me you don't need to have crazy hours to do it. And we dicked around a lot. Like most of the time was spent dicking around like watching YouTube or playing that maps game where you have to guess where you are in the world. We played a lot of that. That game, I tried playing it once. I I don't know how that one guy does it, where he's literally just like immediately knows it. He's just like Zimbabwe. And I'm like, how the heck did you? Uh, it's it's very impressive. I forget what it is. It's, I think it's through Google Maps. It's something like that. It's, it's very fun. But Mike also like season one, he asked me to work on the podcast. So this is not my first podcast. I actually wrote and produced the Good Place podcast, um, which is hosted by Mark Evan Jackson, an actor from the show. And that was super fun. And I had never worked on a podcast. I would always be the guest if we had people fall through. <laughs> so I'm on that a few times. Um, and Mike also gave me my first solo episode the last the last season. He was like, I want you to write one. And... It was amazing. What a guy. What a nice. Sounds like a freaking like what's the sounds just cool and nice. Sounds rad. (laughs) Tubular, dude. I think he's a hashtag goals. Hashtag showrunner goals. But being a showrunner is a lot of work. You're basically managing like a giant company. That I mean, like that's why he's hashtag showrunner goals because he did it and made it seem flawless. If you're listening, Mike, hi. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure he's very active in the pit. I think he's in our Discord, left and right. He submitted that question, and he added the a literal legend <laughs> at the end. <laughs> you know, his book actually came out on the same day as ours. And he, you had a little... What was it like a a bet going or something about like the New York Times? Oh no, I I posted about like how many where we were on the sales charts compared to each other because it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that show was super fun to work on. Check it out somewhere if you haven't watched it already. Get me those streams, the residuals. <laughs> Watch episode four hundred six at least. I'm going to watch it every day for Pace Case Spring Break at least twice. So it won't make sense if you don't start from season one, by the way. It's not a show you can pop into. But if I want, I feel like if I soak up enough of the energy from 406 over and over again, I'll just kind of put everything into place in my head. (laughs) Okay, next question. If you could go back in time to compete on a past season, which one? Would it be and why? <laughs> Probably season one. Really? Because it's a shorter shoot <laughs> and all of the dates were very fancy and nice. That's true. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Charlie O'Connell. That was my first instinct was to say Charlie O'Connell. But then I was like, but they stayed in the that horrible apartment. <gasps> That's true. Oh, I forget. <sighs> that, I mean, and... 
if I was to actually think through this, the season to pick would be Colton because yeah. you get the biggest Instagram. So yeah, Colton. <laughs> Colton, Colton. But I mean, I think the the first one, like who knows, you could have, you also could go into the first season and do something totally experimental that you want to see like in totally. the future. That would be interesting. But yeah, you could set the precedent. I would have destroyed the competition because no one was. Yeah. I mean, they're like the Shannon, who was one of the final three, wouldn't even kiss him. I'm like, easy to beat that. Smooch, smooch. Yeah. Open up, Alex. Open up. Pucker up. <laughs> open up. Do <laughs> <laughs> you not know where that came from? What is your favorite thing about Bachelor Clues? Ooh. I would say one is his laugh. His <laughs> yes! laugh is so fun. And when I can get him to really laugh, it brings me endless joy. And two, I would say his love for squirrels. It's very cute. And, you know, he used to take care of the squirrel Squirrelius. And I squirrel sat for him. I met Squirrelius. And... He just becomes a different person when he's talking about squirrels. <laughs> he really does. He's so, pa- like, he knows so much about them. It's impressive. He, like, lights up when you start talking about it. And then, yeah, I would just say, like, his overall, like, kindness, just caring about the people that he works with. Yeah. And his friends. <laughs> I mean, I think he would want me to say, like, his creative energy. Like, his creative energy is, like, pretty unmatched. But I'm going to appreciate the power of friendship. <laughs> I love that. And you know what? I I think that that is what he needs to hear. Just a creative energy, sh- <laughs> whatever, pish posh, whatever. It's all about the friendship. It's, yes, you're funny, Clues. I Whenever you mentioned the you making him like really really laugh the first thing that popped into my mind was whenever you thought up the vaginal protocol line and he just lost it (laughs) he was just like he was so taken off guard by and he was just he couldn't stop he was just laughing so hard yeah what was vaginal protocol about oh it's fanny flutters that's That's right yes (gasps) okay we have a few questions left let's go okay if you were on the show. What edit do you think you would get? Fool, colorful narrator, villain. If I'm really honest, I think I would get fool. I think I would get an Annalise Pacini edit because I wouldn't be able to stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would honestly, I feel like you would get like an Alexis Waters type edit. Ooh. I would love that. I would love to be like an extraordinary, colorful narrator. I would pre-write my ITMs. That would be the thing I would focus on the most because I think it would be something I could excel in beyond the other players. Absolutely. Are you moving to Minnesota? <laughs> <laughs> she told me if I, I could ask that, so I'm going to ask that. <laughs> I... Uh, so I reposted an Instagram story of a friend who said I was about to be a Minnesotan. That is, <laughs> I am going to Minnesota for the month of July. I am not about to be a Minnesotan 
full time. But I am I am going to go fishing for the first time, which I've never done. That's exciting. I'm do some real like Minnesotan activities. Will you yeah. please, I'm begging, will you get one of the, like, when you catch a fish or whatever, whoever catches one, will you do the pick of you holding it up like all the guys do in their dating profile apps in Missouri? Just, like, like touch it? Oh, my. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a picture of five-year-old me with the first fish I ever caught. I'm holding it. I'm, like, <laughs> like, smiling, holding this. I let it go, though, just for the record. Right. I didn't realize how much a big part of fishing that is, that you just put the fish back. Uh, we'll see. I, I I have so far committed myself to going fishing, I, but touching the fish, I have not committed myself to yet. I think that one I'm going to play it live. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is gonna feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join 
the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. But yeah, play it by ear, but I, I would hide, like, I think you holding up a fish, because um, again, that is a very, I don't think it's probably common in Los Angeles, but back home in Missouri, where I'm from, every other guy is Everybody holding fishes. Well, n- not only that. Is there water? <laughs> there, the, we have like Table Rock Lake. We have Lake of the Ozarks where, you know, the whole Ozark uh, series is, have, did you, have you watched Ozark? I haven't seen it. Well, that whole show is like based on the Lake of the Ozarks area. And uh, I actually, that's like right where I grew up. So when people hear that, they're like, is it like the show? And I'm like, no, do you really think I went around laundering money at the age of 12? Yeah, of course I did. That's exactly what it's like. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, but it is a good show. But yeah, we got, we got water, but. The main thing is guys in like rural areas, I don't know why they think it's either their truck will be their main picture without them in it, just their truck or them holding a fish or a dead animal that they've just shot. And I'm like, listen, I've seen a lot of the dead animal ones. Why? Hey, man, do you really think that's going to get me going? Really? They're like, look, I'm a provider. (laughs) I guess. I don't know what goes through their minds. Like 95% of man men's hetero men's dating profiles I'm flabbergasted by. It's truly. The bar is very low. It is extremely low, especially on Tinder. I think that once you maybe go to Hinge or Bumble or you, those, you'll find a maybe higher caliber of picture without any dead animals being held in it. Yeah, it's an it's an odd choice. I do not love looking at dead animals. It's not my favorite thing. But I I know that there's like different cultures where you are more into it. Say that family from season one of The Bachelor <laughs> who, who had the first uh, taxidermy date. 
gosh, that's Some people true. love it. The, some people really do love it. I'm more of an Alex Michelle. I love to swim and uh, read. By the way, if anyone, uh, I was listening to AFOG. If you guys don't know, that's almost famous OG. And uh, also, I just like Alex Michelle cannot be found. And for people who are like, that's not true, Grace Ann. Uh, he, he has a LinkedIn. Yeah that he used the last time five years ago. Um, other than that, you can't find him. They could not, they had contacts for him um, and they tried to get him on the be- the greatest seasons of all time, that thing during yeah. COVID. Couldn't find him. Bob Guinea and Trista brought him up and the last time that Bob at least saw him was on, they ended up being on the same flight to Cancun or something. And it was like, I think he said 2012. So I just want to know where he is. Is he alive? Like, I have questions and I want them answered. Well, you put out the call on this very important spring break, pace case spring break episode. So I'm sure we'll find him soon. We will. I I think it's it's going to happen. People are like, maybe huh. he just doesn't want to be associated with the show anymore. And I think that could totally be the case. Mm-hmm. My thing is, okay, cool. But the fact that everybody says, even um, his ring winner, who was on The Greatest Seasons of All Time, she was like, I've tried to contact him. The last phone number I have for him, like, it just says, you know, this user is disconnected. Everybody makes it a joke. And I'm like, at least tell me he's okay. And you're not, like, hiding him in a dungeon anywhere, ABC. Like, just, you know, tell me. You think they've kidnapped him? Why? No. I think maybe, I think he, well, I don't, I <laughs> I just, it's like, why, where are you? Just let us know you're okay. You don't have to do an interview. I just want to know that, like, you're doing okay. Because you were the first person to be on this extremely manipulative show. Are you okay, dude? That's all I wanted to know. And then I'll leave him alone. (laughs) All right. Come on, Gore, Alex. (laughs) Come on, Pace Case Spring Break. We won't give your phone number to anyone. Pinky promise. Okay. Let's see. I'm trying to pick the last question. There are a few that I could pick. Next question. What is your fantasy Bachelor Nation couple that hasn't happened? Ooh. My mind immediately goes to I want someone who's a parasocial powerhouse. So obviously I'm thinking Dale Moss plus someone. Katie Thurston plus someone. Tyler Cameron. Oh, Tyler Cameron is a good one. Okay. My dream couple is... I mean, everyone has partners. I'm trying to... (laughs) I guess they can have partners. Yeah, they can have... Because my answer, like, they're partnered up, but... It's what I just at the time wanted so badly. I was just like, I want this more than any relationship in my life for you too, strangers. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with Matt Grant and his ring winner, Shane Lamas. The, he was the season 12 bachelor and he and Shane were just, they seemed like, they seemed like the most real 4TRR couple like that I've ever seen in the series. And 100%. I was so sad when 
I, I mean, I knew the whole time they would break up because obviously there hasn't been many successful ones, but I really shipped them. To- that's such a good answer. I didn't even think of them. And they really did have like a chemistry that really came through to like the the fourth audience, I feel like. And yeah, I I I was hoping for them. And also even like um Charlie and Sarah, they lasted for a long time after the show. Which was like, I was impressed by that. My wild card one that I would have wanted to see from Paradise last season was Carl Smith and Victoria Larson. Yes! <laughs> I love a villain couple redemption teaming up. They're super quirky. I think they would have been a fascinating reality show to watch. <laughs> I 100% agree. That Those are both good answers. Who's yours? I'm going to say this and let me just preface. I know that this person is happy and I am. I think that they are with the right person. But at the time when I saw this go down, in my head, I just thought, this is the most romantic thing. And then I read her book and I read the full story. Basically, I would have loved to see Rachel Lindsay and Peter Krause. That breakup. That breakup, dude. Like, and now Mm -hmm. knowing, like, the backstory, I know. And I, listen, I respect, I really do respect Rachel's relationship with Brian. And I know the show edited it in a certain way that made fans feel even more, like, connected to Peter and Rachel's story and not Brian and hers. But I... They that was it. It was the editing that just made me be like, oh my gosh, these two are so in love. Like, they can't have each other. I just remember uh, for a TikTok that I was making that I'm actually still, it's going to take a while to make. um, I had to go back and look at my old, old live Bachelor tweets on my personal account. And there was a picture of me I had taken a picture of me. I'm like crying, like full. My face is red and I'm crying. And I'm like, what is the context of this? I click on the tweet and it's in response to like another bachelor tweeter or something who's like, who else is like bawling their eyes out right now? And it was that breakup scene that was airing. And I sent that picture. I'm just like, I was very moved by that. But I just, it would have been interesting. Or maybe like Brooks and Desiree. That would have been interesting to see. Yeah. Peter Krause and Brooks, what is it? Brooks Forrester? Yes. He's so hot. They were two of the like babes from that, from that era. And Peter Krause, I feel like was someone they wanted to be the bachelor for so long and it just never happened. Do you think they'll ever like, I mean, they did it with Ari. Do you think they'll Mm -hmm. ever... Because they really wanted him. Do you think he could ever be The Bachelor? Like, in the future? I feel like there's some reason they haven't done it if it hasn't happened. Like, he's just not going to do it. or That's true. I don't know why he wouldn't do it. Apparently, they didn't give him enough money. That's like the... I don't remember who... That's always been the rumor. Who knows if it's true? But apparently, he wanted more money. Like, Ari was at least from, like, the previous five years, right? Like, Peter Krause is from yeah years ago 2015 and long-term bachelor fans like you were obviously emotionally devastated by this they would be on board <laughs> i look forward to your your tiktok about this i'm 
curious what it is. <laughs> it's one of those ones where like I it's like I'm filming it over a long period of time so you can like see the progression. And when it's finally oh done, it'll probably be done by the end of the year, I think. Your magnum opus. <laughs> <laughs> my, <laughs> that's that's gonna be my my pride and joy, my baby. That one TikTok. But um, yeah, that brought up a lot of memories seeing that picture because I just remember I just thought it was so real, so genuine and so real. Okay, last question. This is another fuck, Mary kill, but I feel like this one's pretty difficult. Fuck, Mary kill. GSJ, DLH, the male goat. Oh my God, this is horrible. <laughs> It's impossible. <laughs> Pace case looks so like what's the word befuddled? Bef- like Pass. she's just like, oh, how do I even start? <laughs> Is there a better last question? <laughs> I'm in love. I I love my partner very much, and I don't even want to picture. Then I got a good last question. This one was um because I I wrote them all down, and then I narrowed them down but there was one and I don't have the exact wording because I deleted it but it was basically Pace Case did you play a PTC or walls on your first one to three dates with uh, your current partner question mark was it genuine and real question mark and could he feel how genuine and real it was it was like a multi-tiered question about walls and PTCs on your... Fr- it was very specific. Like every date I went on during COVID, I played a PTC. <laughs> I was like, COVID? Like, COVID is its own PTC. There you go. I mean... It is. Probably... my. Uh, actually, probably not. My first date with Jake was on Zoom. And we, like, got COVID tested before <gasps> oh. each of our dates. But yeah, we did Zoom, which I highly recommend... A first date being on Zoom or FaceTime because then you can save yourself some time. I did one last night. I did a FaceTime date. Like, yeah, because the the guy in question was uh, like about to go on some like business trip and just didn't have time. And it just turned. It's not like we said it, but it just it turned into like a FaceTime date. And it was really nice. And yeah, one of my friends like was doing that before the pandemic. And I was like, that's a very good idea. Because sometimes you just know from the energy right when you get there. And exactly. You're like, well, what am I going to do now? And now I know I have like, he's British. <laughs> I don't have to jump out the bathroom window this time. Thank goodness. No, but now I know, like you said, now I know we have proper good banter. He can graft, you know? Sorry, watching way too much Love Island right now. Oh, you're not going to pie him off, are you? He's giving you the fanny flutters, eh? Wait, what? He's giving me... Oh, my gosh, he's so fit. And he's... Uh, what? What's another one? Vaginal protocol. He's <laughs> giving me the fanny flutters. I got... Uh, you know, I have a strict vaginal protocol in place, but when he when he gives me the fanny flutters, I don't know what to do with myself. Is he a bit of you? That's something they say all the time. They're like, he's a bit of me. He's a bit of me. Like, he's my he's my type. He's my vibe. I lo- I'm learning new things every day. I didn't know that. He's a bit of me. All you have to do is watch 500 hours of every iteration of Love Island, and then you'll learn all of these helpful phrases. 
I'm on it. Crack on. We're going to crack on and we're going to we're going to do that. But this has been an excellent Q&A. Grayson, thank you for collecting these questions from the pit for me. I loved all of them except maybe that last one. But second to last <laughs> one, I was like, no, thank you. In 2022, I have boundaries. It was an impossible question. You know, I... I... (laughs) Speaking of Let's Go Girls, the next episode that will be out is an interview that I conducted with two of my best friends, Pace Case in the Document Part 2. It'll be out on Friday. And let me just tell you, they're not just any two of my best friends. They are... One who I watched The Bachelor with as an adolescent, and one who I watched The Bachelor with Chad with. That is going to be interesting. (laughs) I'm genuinely excited for that because I don't even think I only heard like a a bit of the first Pace Case in the document. It's like one of those things I just like never finished, and it's in my to do list to finish. So. I just can't wait to dive back in. I mean, that's because our Patreon is so chock full of content at this point. It's basically like a steal. (laughs) Patreon.com slash Game of Roses. There's so much content that you're going to like literally be like, I'm drowning in content. Please save me. And yeah, it's going to satisfy all your needs. So Pace Case, what's that dwab at? Well, Pace Case, it has been 7,393 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then 